still there. You have video editing to do. Go away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Thermal Talk, Thermal Tech Australia's gaming and tech podcast. It's just myself, uh, Taylor, and Jillian. Hey, guys. Just us today, as uh, we're just back from Christmas break, and uh, not all of us are back in the office as of yet, so it's just going to be us two for today. Um, And in terms of topics of discussion today, we haven't didn't really get time to source topics from the community mm-hmm. so um today is just going to be more of a casual chat and kind of just catching up in terms of what we got up to over the holidays and yeah. things like that yeah sounds good yeah yeah so sarah isn't back yet she's, yeah she'll be back next week yeah next episode next yeah. monday so yeah. she'll be back then yeah so what have you been doing over the holidays julian well <laughs> <laughs> so we had christmas New Year's, just did a lot of eating. Yeah, same. Um, cooking, cleaning, all that jazz. Um, I watched all of Witcher, of course. Yeah, <laughs> same. Because <laughs> I was like yeah. obsessed. Um, what else did I watch? I, did, oh, I watched so many shows. So watching Outlander. Yeah. Played some Witcher as well, Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, I went, went to the movies. Yeah. Actually, it's something I mean, we can talk about specifically yeah. because, like, The Witcher at the moment, or as the time of this recording of this podcast, is like a perfect storm of, like, just concurrent things because I think it was a couple of days ago they they said that the highest number of concurrent players for The Witcher 3 surpassed 100,000 yeah. users on Steam, yeah. which is insane because that game came out four years ago. Yeah, I know. Almost four years ago in it's 2015, crazy. yeah. And you only just started to play as well, which is yeah. amazing to think. It's been out so long and you only just started for your first playthrough. Yeah. And it was because of the show. But you're also reading the book, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I started a few months ago reading the book, um, The Last Wish. And then I also bought the game a few months ago, but I've only like been playing on and off when I can. Yeah. Um, but The Last Wish has, has been really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's cool to see, so like after reading The Last Wish and then watching the show, mm. um, it's good to see everything come to life because a lot of the short stories are also in the show. Yeah. So it was awesome to see that happening. Like it's, it's really um, um, interesting yeah. how they implemented from the book and everything in the show. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember reading that the the first season of the show is based off the first two books chronological, chronologically, can't say that, um, which is The Last Wish and Sword of Destiny. And um, Last Wish is like, like you were saying, it's a collection of short stories and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas Sword of Destiny is like its own kind of contained narrative for the whole book. Um, so like in terms of like The Last Wish and where you're up to, is it still kind of bouncing around between the short story format or is it like kind of a consistent thread? going on i'm still um there's still short stories happening Mm. um um i think i was up to oh no i've forgotten i've forgotten which story i was up to damn it (laughs) (laughs) do you remember the characters in it at all yeah 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 um well i don't want to give spoilers but if those that have watched um the witcher so in the last wish you obviously see you obviously read um the uh the first episode mm. which is the um what's it called 
uh, the, the Lesser Evil, I think it's called. The no, episode the, name. the oh my god, why am I going mental blank? <laughs> I love Witcher. <laughs> she loves Henry Cavill. Oh. That's actually the secret. <laughs> yes, I love Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, if you're watching, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> he watches this absolutely, totally. Mm. Um, where is Witcher? Mm. Yeah, because it's interesting yeah. for me because I've played Witcher 2 and 3 and, like, I've read about the Witcher universe stuff yeah. from, like, different parts of the internet and stuff like that. But I haven't actually gotten around to reading the books because I heard that the characterization of Geralt is quite different and obviously there's there's different changes to the book as well because everything's adapted from the books. But in the process of that adaptation, there are things that get changed, obviously. Yeah. Um. But for the show, for the most part, it seems like they've because they're going for the source of inspiration for the books. They're not really looking at the games as much. Um, it seems pretty consistent um, to what the games envision as well, except for mm. the Northguards. I'm still not happy about how their armor looks. Yeah, the costume. Yeah, I've I've been looking at now because you mentioned it. Yeah, I keep looking at that armor and I'm just like, yeah. Because ah, look at the armor of the Northguardians just, in the game. It's like oh my it's god, completely this different. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like gold and black. Yeah. And like in the show, it's just like it's this wrinkled black. black. It's like, yeah. No. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't <clears throat> put gold and black. Or yeah. like, I don't know. I didn't get it. Um, oh, yeah. So it's not. Yeah. So you're right. It's the, the end's beginning. Um, the Where he's at, Blaviken, and he um, has a massive fight far out what is wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's where he gets the name uh butcher of bavkin yeah, yeah 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 um which i was surprised they actually started off with that and like they yeah, actually gave yeah. the origin to that name because they actually that was the one thing i didn't know playing the games was like oh everyone calls him the butcher of but, bavkin yeah. i don't know why yeah and unless you like read the codexes and like find out the backstory no one actually kind of tells you or you don't actually see it yeah um so actually getting to see that play out as to why he got that name was pretty cool for mm. a first episode as well yeah and ren free is amazing yeah yeah she was really cool yeah she was really good obviously mm. the book was compl- a bit different to <clears throat> how they meet and how he gets to the town and everything mm. um, but it's really really good how they've just compacted it all yeah um that was really interesting um yeah i really like ren free too mm. i think um she's a really good character yeah. for it um and also uh, i think we were talking about it about her men, how we thought – did we talk about it? How we thought, like, in the book, obviously, the men are um, sound like they're, like, the strongest men there. Mm. Like, her team was all, all bulky, huge men yeah. that know how to fight yeah. and everything. But in the show, they weren't as as um, mean-looking. I don't know how to explain it. Like, strong-looking. Like, yeah. like, Geralt just – are they specifically instantly. like a group of people, like in the books? Like, are they named as a group? Yeah, um, I don't remember specifically, um, but it's pretty much um, her, her family per se. Like, these mm. are the men that that follow her. Yeah, and um, they each have their own also story. Yeah, um, and I think they they introduce each of them too. Yeah, because. Um, I should probably say going forward that there may be some light spoilers when we're talking yeah, about The yeah. Witcher. Um, but they do introduce the Reavers in a late episode in the show and the Reavers actually show up in the games a few times mm. um, as like a, a, like 
a couple of key reavers because like the reavers themselves are like a, a bigger group than just a couple of guys but um yeah so i imagine that i thought that they could be like a special kind of warrior group but yeah and uh, maybe they shouldn't have time to explain that yeah in the show. i don't think they must have yeah i don't it was i don't think it was relevant obviously because they don't come back obviously they die so <laughs> yeah well i think it, it was kind of adding to the ambiguity of renfrey's ability to control or like not control but like to influence people and like mm. you as an audience member was trying to figure out like is it something she can actually do or is it just yeah. something that she's been led to believe mm. that she can do because of circumstance and then that just got fed into the lie that sregor was telling yeah yeah it's kind of i like that about that aspect of it because you couldn't really tell mm. towards the end. And it's like, okay, like what was the actual truth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I found that too. Mm. And uh, I think overall casting-wise, like leading up to the show, I was a bit worried in terms of like who they casted for specific characters and like mm. um, which characters they were kind of showcasing as well. And for the most part, I thought the cast was great. Yeah. Like Henry Cavill is probably the best part of it which i think for me was like i was worried the most about because he was superman before mm. and like <clears throat> towards the end of you know superman films it's not inspiring the greatest of confidence in that character so i was worried for a little bit but then actually seeing him voice the character and kind of be in the skin of the character it mm. was really cool to see that he actually does it really well oh yeah he does a great job mm. i think he he's loved the game for so long and and just loved Geralt, so mm. he's he's just morphed into this character yeah. really well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was I was a bit um, res- resistant with like the character who plays Yennefer and Cirilla, um, but now like after watching it all, I really really like turned on me. Like it really, I really enjoyed watching watching her. Yeah. Um, I think Yennefer was like a a surprise for me. It was like an almost instant turnaround where I was like, oh, this is actually perfect casting. Yeah. I really, really enjoy seeing her on screen. Yeah. Um, Siri as well. Because like, like Siri was an odd one because in the when you first see her in the games, she's like a fully grown adult woman. So it's yeah. like a completely different character, to be honest. Um, so it doesn't make sense to be like, oh, she doesn't look the same. It's like, well, she's younger. So yeah. it makes sense that the person's going to look different. Yeah. Um, so that I wasn't as like cautious about. I was just like, oh, well, this is different. This is a different time in the story. So it makes mm. sense to have someone different. And yeah, for where she's at in her part of the story, um, series great. Yeah. Character. <clears throat> and it makes me excited for where they're going to take her for next season and also for the seasons leading on because yeah. that whole arc is really interesting. Like seeing where she'll end up maybe in the next, you know, two to five years will be mm. really, really cool. I do hope she has more of a presence as in um, I found like she was very quiet. She was shown in the shows but she wasn't talking much. Mm. Obviously because she had – she's young and she had no idea what was going on and she's trying to find yeah. her destiny. Um but I do feel like I hope next season there'll be more of um, more showing of her life and her getting more involved and yeah, because obviously they show Geralt like most, which is the greatest. But yeah, um, and they showed Yennefer quite a bit. Mm. But I feel like 
you can't, you couldn't really see um, Cirilla's, I don't know, like yeah. her character coming out, like her personality, her, mm. her, I don't know. Well, that was kind of the the main sort of through line or the through lines of the show was that you had you had Geralt's story, you had Yennefer's story, and then yeah. you had Ciri. Yeah. Almost like the three main characters of the entire saga mm. and kind of establishing where they've, where they've come from and how they've kind of grown as people. Yeah. And that's kind of to do with like the whole timeline as well, like the way they talk about it and the way they show it in the show yeah. is all over the place. So yeah. like when I was first watching it, I was confused as to like, oh, they're redoing this episode from a different perspective, but it's actually in the future. Mm. And the first episode was in the past, even though they cut two different time periods in the same episode. So it confuses yeah. you where you are yeah. in the timeline. Yeah. Um, it was confusing yeah. at start, but then after you kind of mm. understand what's happening, yeah. you get to see, okay, this is all how it just blends and joins together. Yeah. It does make it harder when like two of the main characters don't age. Yeah. So you can't tell that time has passed because they look exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, even like some of the characters that do age, it's like because it's not as long of a time period, like it's like 10 or 12 years. Yeah. They don't look aged up enough to really like maybe the hair's gone grey and they have a bit more wrinkles, but that's about it. Mm. It's not like a drastic shift to give you oh, this is a signifier that time has passed, like a considerable amount of time has passed. Yeah. Um I think they mostly just use um just the lighting of the of the um um the filming and everything. I think they try to use that just to mm. show that it was older mm. or in the future or I think it's also uh, you have to give credit to the acting as well because there's like a difference in character in terms yeah. of their posture and their the way they speak. Yeah. yeah, like when you look at Jennifer from you know when you first see her to mm. when she's like been a sorceress for like few, you know twenty years. Yeah. yeah, it's like completely different in terms of tone and in terms yeah. of how she conducts herself in a physical space. Yeah. So I thought that was again. The fact I love watching Jennifer on screen so much was yeah. like because like she was able to pull that off so seamlessly. Yeah, she did it really well. Mm. I, did, I was, I was um, also thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was like, is this the same person? Mm. Like, it just felt like a completely different pe- person. Yeah. In, within the show, so mm. it's good. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Did you see any characters that like? So, like, did you recognize most of the characters, or were there some characters that showed up that you've yet to kind of? meet in the books or in the game that you've said um, questions about um i have i haven't really obviously um the nifgardian um what's his name the cap the main oh the captain yeah yeah i don't know who he is either i, I think he's more specific name. to the books yeah he yeah. is um well in the books supposedly he's known like he's talked about, mm. but his presence isn't really shown. Yeah, I've, I've, that's what I've read. Yeah. Um, but in the show, obviously, he's shown quite a bit. Um, mm. which is kind of they need to do that. Mm. They have to do that. Um, I'm interested to see who plays as the emperor because they haven't shown him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They actually refer to him by name in the show. Yeah, they've only said they just emperor. They call him the White Flame or the Emperor or yeah. uh, the Usurper. Yeah. They don't actually call yes. him by the name, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I don't want to give any any um, 
yeah leaks well there's, there's multiple emperors <laughs> so it's like it's a bit hard but yeah yeah if you've played the game if you played the most recent game then like it's yeah obviously people know yeah but if you haven't played the game then mm. you'll be like who's this what are you yeah. talking about yeah um, but that's cool like that's also going into the the backstory of how the North Guardian Empire kind of came to prominence as well. Yeah. That is another thing too. I do think that in the context of the show, um, I'm not sure how it is in the books, um, but in the games, like Nilfgaard's, because like with The Witcher, it's kind of a bit like Geralt for the games, obviously, is the main character, but his story kind of intersects with other major plots that don't really concern him, but he somehow finds himself involved. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like about the stories is that he's just there and mm. like the bigger narrative isn't about him but he's just there in the background kind of doing stuff or like helping yeah, out yeah yeah so like the way they framed Nilfgaard in the show they've kind of made him out to be like a direct antagonistic force mm. whereas in the games and I think from what I've heard to a lesser extent in the books they're just kind of an empire mm. that do their thing they, they conquer stuff because that's what empires do, but they're not necessarily painted as like that evil people or like the bad guys. I'm not sure like if you can say anything to that, having read um, most of the Last Wish. But like, um, yeah, I haven't really. Um, they don't really say much in as for where I'm up to. They don't really say much about if they're evil or the baddies or whatever. Yeah. Um, in the game, I feel like at the start. I saw them as the baddies because like, mm. they've just taken over everyone's um, towns mm. yeah. and everything. Everything's gone. Mm. Um, but they're still there around people. Yeah. And like Geralt's obviously traveling around and they're still okay yeah. with everyone. Well, like for the context as well with the games from the very first Witcher game that came out in 2007 on PC, uh, that takes place after the very last book. So, like, the games are almost like a bit of fan fiction, almost. Like, yeah. they're not actually canon, quote-unquote. Uh, so, when that happens in the games, it's like these are new events that are taking place. But, obviously, Nilfgaard has invaded the North t- like a few times before. Mm. Um, but it's interesting to see that in the games, when they do invade the North and they succeed in that context, that the aspect of life in the north that they've taken over is, is just going back to kind of normalcy it's not like yeah. you know the empire's taken over and everything's bad it's just like oh no it's just Nilfgaard owns it now yeah you know generals protect us and stuff and that's about it yeah I think one of the early quests in The Witcher 3 is like one of the captains there is like talking with the farmer and he's like oh if you got grain to spare for yeah. the army he's like yeah I do but only this much and he's like okay well I'll take half mm. so he's actually like being nice to them and yeah. like looking after them but then obviously there's a bit of like a dark side to that as well yeah um but yeah like i was i was finding it interesting how they're they kind of painting they've got to be this kind of evil evil thing you know in the show i feel like they are yeah obviously they they kill a lot of people yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wasn't gonna say what they do just in case no one's watched it yeah um but yeah like, like even the other kingdoms though are like and like again in the games and in the books the other kingdoms have done horrible stuff as well yeah, and yeah. like there's different arcs and stories that go into those kind of minutiae and that's kind of the whole thing with Geralt again is that he's not really tied to any one nation or kingdom so he can kind of bounce around and do whatever mm. 
he's got no allegiances to yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> how long were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Which no are? Idea. Twenty minutes. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. We're just we're just <laughs> rambling on. This morning we were talking ages about Witcher and stuff. Yeah. As well. Because we haven't seen each other for like yeah. I don't know two weeks or something, and we're like, The Witcher come, came out like just before, or just after we went on break. Yeah, just before. Yeah, just before. Yeah. yeah. And we were like super hyped for it. Yeah. Um, but we can move on probably um, and talk about uh, games specifically, video games um, for 2020 in terms of what you're looking forward to playing and like what you're interested to know more about. Because I know you kind of, you do play games, but you're more kind of focused on the first person shooters, yeah. centric stuff, the competitive stuff. Yeah. Um, like Battlefield and Halo and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm kind of more broad. I like kind of dip my toe in a bunch of different genres that I kind of find interest in. Mostly yeah. RPGs is my kind of thing. Um, but no, like have you seen anything as of late in your wheelhouse that you're kind of like going to play, that kind of thing? Not really. Um, yeah. I probably have but I've just haven't really looked into it as much. Mm. Um, just because with everything holidays and that, I haven't really had the time to geek out and yeah. just look what's happening for 2020. It doesn't even feel like we're in 2020. No, it doesn't. January's um, always weird like that. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's 2019 plus. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it's just so weird. I don't feel like in, in the new year. Mm. Um, there probably are some games um, that, I was looking forward to, but I've just gone mental blank. Yeah. Um, There's actually quite a lot, like not even ones like the, I've listed here, but uh, like, because these are the ones I've, I wrote down just before we started recording, but um, these are just, I think I've got like what 20 odd games listed here, but these are just the ones that have confirmed release dates for 2020, yeah. like actually like date, month, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, whereas a lot of the others are like, q1 q2 or like just 2020 they have like no, no actual yeah. months attached yeah. to it um but i think the most hyped one i'm excited for going into next year is probably cyberpunk i was just about to say cyberpunk yeah. <laughs> which is also thinking... cg project which is the witcher yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah would that be something you would actually give a go after playing the witcher 3? yeah i think yeah i think so yeah i've been talking about it with billy um because he wants to get it mm. Um, so we might just, he might buy it and then we might, I might see from there. Yeah. Play. Just like check it out. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. And see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I remember they were saying that you need certain, um, specs for your PC to, to be able to play it. So I'm a bit worried. I think I read somewhere that it was like a minimum for like a GPU or not minimum, but I think recommended was like. A 1080 Ti, yeah, for recommended specs, yep, which I think is insane. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. And Billy doesn't have that. I don't have that, so yeah. we have to, might have to. <laughs> yeah. See if we can yeah, I think it might be a console own. game for me, <laughs> just so I can uh, get a yeah. consistent uh, frame rate, yeah, um, and see what it's like. But uh, yeah, I remember Cyberpunk's interesting for me because it was kind of a thing that like I discovered and then forgot about completely. Uh, and then it came yeah. up again. I was like, oh, this is actually a thing. Because I don't know if everyone remembers, but they revealed that they were they they had the, the license for the IP because it's based on a, a board game from the 80s. Um, they announced the game with a CGI trailer 
mm. in I think February or March of 2013. Yeah. I yeah. remember sitting down at my school's computer library <laughs> watching the trailer in my final year of high school and now I'm here yeah. and I'm going to play it in like four months. Yep. That's Every- crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just been waiting patiently. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like I think obviously for context as well, they weren't working on it at that time, like when they first yeah. announced it because I think people don't, realized that when they announced that trailer that they were, that cyberpunk 2077 was, was a thing they were working on um they hadn't released witcher 3 yet because yeah. that was two years before that game even came out yeah so witcher 3 came out in 2015 and then they had the expansion so that came out 2016 and mm-hmm. then i think maybe later half of 2016 or 2017 was blood and wine um they were full-on expansions like 25 30 hour expansions yeah um so they weren't actually full horse kind of until like you would say 2015, 2016 after they shipped the main Witcher game. Mm. Um, so they, in reali- I don't know how realistically you can say how long they've been working on it for, but it wasn't the full seven years it's been since 2013. No. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the fact that it's coming out in, I think March, I think it was what they said. Yeah, I think so. Um, that still seems unrealistic to me yeah. it feels like it needs another year <laughs> yeah it feels like they're gonna just like psych tell us not mm. coming out next year <laughs> yeah it is kind of a, a dream country though in the sense that it is coming out in 2020 because i think the original tabletop game was called cyber 2020 yeah i wasn't sure yeah it is isn't it yeah, yeah. i think it is yeah or like yeah. one of the manuals of the versions of yeah, the role-playing yeah. game but yeah it just makes so makes much sense. sense to come out of that date yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so good yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I think from what I've seen and like how they've they've controlled the messaging quite a lot. Like they've really maintained the narrative and at setting everyone's expectations as well. Like they're controlling that kind of hype cycle. Like they're keeping it high, but they're also keeping it measured. So like yeah. they, they're kind of riding it as it's growing and not letting it run away from them. Yeah. Which I think is really important, especially in today's age. Mm. Um, but in terms of other games, do you, remember, do you remember when I told you about that game, uh, Gods and Monsters from Ubisoft? It was kind of like a Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild type game, but it was like Greek mythology. Yeah. And you hunt down griffins and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, yeah that, I remember. That's coming out in 2020. Oh, okay. So that one doesn't have a confirmed release date yeah. as of yet. Um, but that was, I think, was revealed at E3, maybe 20, maybe it was last year, 2019, or. 2018 at the earliest. Um, but no, nah, that looks super cool, mm. especially for the art style as well. It's like kind of a pastel kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, yeah, it's bringing back memories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. There's actually another one as well. This is a bit more niche, but maybe you'll find it interesting as well. Um, it's a top-down kind of detective but thriller game. How do I describe it? It's called Twelve Minutes, mm. and it's basically a game where you're a husband and you have a wife, and you're in your apartment. It's a very small, like shoebox-sized apartment, and there is an end result to this scenario that ends in twelve minutes. An intruder comes into your house and murders both you and your wife, oh. and you have to figure out who it is. And the only way you can do that is by replaying the same 12 minutes every single time. Oh. So the game basically takes place in this one apartment room 
and you have 12, exactly 12 minutes from when it starts to when the incident happens yeah. to basically try as many things to figure out who is the person that is attacking you, essentially. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bit of like Edge of Tomorrow, like Groundhog Day, like yeah. trying to piece together the mystery by basically trial and error and just trying to like repeat it as many times. But the thing is, I think with the game aspect of it is that the main character himself is reliving it each time so the trauma of each time is kind of layering on top of him so the more times you do it the more you know he gets erratic and like Uh. says the same things over and over again and like you know it gets more stressful each time yeah so it seems really really intriguing to kind of like thread that narrative and kind of see how that works out especially from like a gameplay standpoint because you have such a confined space it's like what do you do within that play box and like yeah. how do you discover and how how do you how do you from what perspective do you see it's top down ah. yeah so you just see the layout of the apartment yeah and the the two characters yeah and then the you have the tool the full 12 minute uh time and at the end of those 12 minutes you have the intruder that comes in and then comes okay. you. oh my gosh yeah That'd be cool. Yeah. It's like, mm. it's interesting. There was a, quite a few games from uh, last year's year three that were like, that kind of time games where yeah. like there was a time limit and you had to do a certain number of actions within that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, in terms of other ones, oh, um, for me, this is a personal one, but uh, Resident Evil 3 mm. got announced, I think, last month, a few months ago. Um that it was getting a remake yeah. and I loved, loved Resident Evil 2 remake, yeah. especially on PC as well. Um, if you guys haven't played it, it is a great, great PC port. Um, it like runs well on any hardware at all. Like if yeah. you've got a decent setup, you can run it easily. Um, and that's even goes for saying for any game that uses the RE engine, like Devil May Cry, mm. RE7 as well, the first person version of Resident Evil, um, it runs great. And I just think as a horror game as well, it's so, so good. Yeah. So I missed out on those games when I was a kid because I was obviously like young. very young <laughs> at the time. Yeah. But um, the original games on PlayStation and PlayStation 2, yeah, I never had a chance to play them. So yeah. getting to play them at a higher visual fidelity and kind of see the intended vision of what they wanted to be is like That'd really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think if they continue to do it, I don't know if they'll do RE4 because RE4 has kind of been – remade and remastered a bunch of times mm. um but at least for these two that have kind of aged a bit less gracefully um, yeah. from their original games on the on the playstation um it looks really really good mm. yeah should be good i'll be too scared to play it yeah have you not played <laughs> any resident evil games before no i've just watched um from when i was really young yeah um and yeah i'm, I'm too scared yeah i'm, I'm a I'm pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jillian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, like, have you not played any kind of – do you not really enjoy horror games or horror movies or anything like that? Not really. Yeah. No. Um, I like uh, – I'll watch a bit of thriller. Yeah. Um, And, like, fantasy kind of thriller. Mm. Like, movies or shows. Yeah. Um, But – Game wise, I'm even scared playing The Witcher. Like yeah. that's how <laughs> that's how weak there I are am. Some scary parts. Like <laughs> I think uh, anytime you have to face a werewolf in a cave, that always freaks me out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like I'm always scared something's just gonna pop out and scare me. And mm. but um, after I 
I think it was the some I forgot what it was called. Um the this ghost this old ghost which I don't know what they were called. Oh um, um in the tunnel in the water Wraith? Yeah. I think it was a race, yeah. Even that I was scared and then once I saw <laughs> What it looks like. I'm like, oh, this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I so scared? I'm such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look too bad. And so now I'm okay. But yeah. Even when I used to play Tomb Raider, even Tomb Raider, I was a bit scared of certain mm. parts, like things just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I think it's like the edge when you play those games as well. Yeah. Like I remember playing the original Halo and I was scared to leave the dropship <laughs> on. Like when you actually get on the ring planet, and yeah. it's like, all right, chief, go out and explore. And it's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay in the ship. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, all your, you know, your buddies, all your marine buddies are dead. Yeah. And you're the only one who survived. I know. And it's like, all right, this dropship has like a bunch of ammo and med packs that you can stock up on. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Well, I'll just pick that up and I'll just hunker down here and wait for pickup. <laughs> just wait around. Because <laughs> as soon as you leave and you go across the bridge, the covenant come and drop, yeah, like aliens down. It's like, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too right. scared. I think the one for me that was like not traumatic, but fairly traumatic that I still remember it to this day is um, Bioshock. Mm. I went over to a friend's house one time and we were playing, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to play this?" And I'm like, "Oh, what is it? It's called Bioshock." And I'm like, "Oh, I've never played it, but yeah, sure." And it was like that time of the day where the sun was going down. So it wasn't nighttime when I went over to his place, yeah. but it was like getting to that stage. And he got called away to do something from his mum. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just, you just play. And I'm like, okay, cool. And by that point, the sun had gone down completely. It was just like dark and yeah. we didn't have the lights on in the bedroom. So I was just playing by myself, not really knowing what to do and like what was going on. And then I found, I forget the guy's the character's name from the game, but it's the dude who's like the plastic surgeon in rapture so like he wants to make people beautiful like that's yeah. his obsession like he wants to make the most beautiful person ever yeah so like when you go into his office he's like doing surgery on a patient and he's like going like he's like talking to himself like saying oh I'm making the beautiful person but then he like stuffs up and he screams yeah and he starts like killing the patient because he's like <laughs> oh i stuffed up i hate you i hate this and like i'm like just like crouched down behind a wall just like freaking out i'm terrified <laughs> i think i was like 10 or 11 at the time and uh, I didn't realize, but, like, he knows where you are, like, yeah. automatically. So if you, like, move slightly or knock something over, he goes, like, you. And he yeah. turns around and looks yeah. at you. And I'm, like, <laughs> I threw the controller and ran downstairs. I was, like, no. No, no. no. thanks. It breaks the controller. Psycho doctor, no. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, gosh. Um, but I never actually played. I think that stopped me from playing Bioshock for like the longest time. Yeah. I still haven't played it to this day. <laughs> like, yeah. see, see what happens when we're young and we get scared and like it's still in our brain yeah. that we're still scared. But it was like so impactful and that was kind of yeah. the cool thing about it. But like, yeah, like the mystique around the game and also like having grown up since then and obviously hearing the talk about it being uh, a really great game in its own right. I want to go back and play it, but I yeah. don't want to go to that moment. Yeah. It's just like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Ten-year-old Taylor and just like, ah. <laughs> I did play uh, Infinite, which was kind of like its own separate thing. Um, and that was fantastic. But, yeah, mm -hmm. can't do the original. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was watching, what's that game um, that just came out? Um, and I was telling you, uh, you bought it. Um, I bought it. Buy a lot of games. The one with baby. 
Oh, Death Stranding. Yeah, I was yeah. just watching gameplay of Death Stranding. And even just watching that, I was mm. freaking out. Yeah. Like, it's just done so well. It's freaky, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I'm like, yep, I'm not playing this game. That's <laughs> for sure. I can watch it. And maybe if I had, like, people with me, yeah, I could probably play it. But by myself, I don't mm. think I could. Yeah, it's more like... I don't think it's scary. I think it's more unsettling. If yeah. You, if you don't know that, anything about yeah. Kojima's kind of style, if you were just a normal person, just like walked into a room and just saw this on TV, be like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it's just doing? the music, the music, the sounds, just that. Oh, yeah. Your surroundings. Sound design is yeah. great. Yeah. It just it gives you chills. Yeah. It's just like there's, it's almost like a, a similar to, uh, have you got the films called? But I think it's like a, <laughs> you're affecting me now I know I'm giving um, you my disease yeah but uh, I'll think about it later but it's like the kind off. of the long take um, that some film directors do but with Kojima it's like he does long cutscenes of just like moment to moment character moments mm. and like seeing their reactions to things and just like weird stuff happening and just yeah. like it really makes you like engross yourself in the moment and just kind of get the unsettling feeling as well yeah. because it just it won't end yeah and, and you just can't like, get control oh. so you just like left to watch it it's like oh what's going and on you can't look away and you're just like hypnotized by it yeah exactly right um but in terms of other games um i know sarah's really excited for half-life oh yeah she's, she's like super keen for that yeah um i don't know where she's gonna get the thousand dollars for a headset to play it but she'll find a way <laughs> probably um but i think Probably last one for me would be Last of Us Part Two. Um, you haven't played Last of Us, have you? Yeah. So that's a. I know it's a PlayStation exclusive. Sorry, guys. Um, but that for me was another one that was like second final year of high school, so 2012, I think it was. Mm. Um, I played that, and that was for me. That was amazing because that was on my PS3 at the time when I first played it. And at that point, you know, I only knew Naughty Dog for Uncharted kind of action adventure games and never knew they could kind of make something that impactful story-wise. Yeah. Um, and the fact that when you do play The Last of Us, you do have that feeling that there doesn't really need to be a sequel for that story. Mm. And the fact that they're making a sequel was kind of both... When they first announced it, I was like... Nah, this is this is bad. Like you, you can't make a sequel. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna ruin the narrative. Or it's gonna affect the ending of the original story. Um, but the more they've talked about it, and the more they've shown, um, it does give you more confidence in like the directors and the writers. And be like, okay, there's like there's something to tell here. It's like a continuation yeah. that makes sense. Um, so I'm super super excited to play that. Um, good mm. how much money spending huh Mr. dude it's like looking at this list it's like <laughs> yes yeah, one game here another game there it's like you're gonna have to start saving from now yeah exactly right <laughs> from two years ago <laughs> <laughs> i need to borrow and take a loan out <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah um but that's kind of a new thing for me as well um not really a resolution but more just a, a teaching moment I'm trying to not spend as much money on games, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to work yeah, I don't think for like the first like you, quarter yeah. of, the, of the year because no. I'm already going to get what Cyberpunk and uh, 
RE3. So that's two games for me already. Yep. That I'm not passing up on. No way. Yeah. What well, was last year? Last year, we, you had a f- quite a few that you bought last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I think you have a problem. Uh. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> now, there's uh, other people out there that are much, 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 much worse. Mm. So. I'm smart when I buy my games. So I, I look for like legit places to buy them first of all but also like i, special. I shop around <laughs> special <laughs> specials <laughs> yeah um but unlike, no, I'm unlike actually... Jono when he's like oh wait one month and see yeah. <laughs> if, if call of duty is good and then buys it in two weeks <laughs> oh yeah call of duty i like actually uninstalled that from my computer <laughs> oh my god yeah you bought it and now you've uninstalled no, it. I, I bought it and i played it and then i played a few like couple of days with Jono and we played a bit for a while but then I had issues with my computer because it kept on like I load into a map on multiplayer and I'd be getting like 70 to 110 ish frames per second oh. like oscillating between those two numbers yeah and it's fine like it's smooth I've got g-sync enabled so there's nothing wrong with it but then I load into like sometimes it was specific maps but like it's just like maybe the third or fourth map and I'd be getting like 15 or like 25 fps and it wouldn't recover like no matter where i was in the map and yeah. it's just like if i went indoors it'd be okay but if i went outside it's like it would uh, yeah some rendering or something yeah just... and like i couldn't figure out what the problem was so like mm. i just didn't play it for like a month yeah. and then after a month i went back like yeah. after a few updates updated everything you know, moved it to an SSD off my hard drive because the game's like 120 gigs or something ridiculous. It's huge. Um, which is why uninstalling was a bit of like, well, if I <laughs> have to give a really big reason to un- reinstall this. Yeah. Um, but when I moved it to my SSD, I was like, okay, maybe that'll help. And for a while it was okay, but then same issue. I ran into another map and it just tanked mm. the frame rate and wouldn't recover. And I have no idea why. Because my hardware should be doing perfectly fine. Yeah. Um. So it just annoyed me. I was just like, yeah. Stuff it. Yeah, stuff it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and I can never get John to play a game to save his life as well. Because <laughs> he, he has the goal, right? He's like, messaging me on Discord and he's like, oh, do you want to play? I'm like, yeah, cool, man, let's play. And like, I'll load up and I'm like, Jono? <laughs> and he's just gone. And I'm like, all right, well, so much for that. So I'll play by myself for like half an hour, an hour. And it's like, well, he still hasn't come online, so I'm going to bed. And then he reappears and messages you. Where'd you go? Yeah, he, go, he goes like, like on 2 a.m. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Where are you? He's like, well, I'm asleep, man. All right, Joe. Yeah. Um, but I do want to get back into Apex, actually. I've been away from Apex for a, a few months now. Yeah. Because yeah. Call of Duty got in the way and then other stuff I was playing. Mm. Um. At the moment, I'm actually playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a PlayStation game. Uh, it came out like a few years ago, but I never got around to playing it. So over the okay. holiday break, I was playing, playing it. it. Yeah. Um, tried to finish it before we came back officially, <laughs> but still have a little bit of a ways to go. Yeah. But I think I can smash it out in like a day or two. So <laughs> yeah, it's so good though. Yeah. I love it so much. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've only been playing The Witcher, and I just in, like updated um, Battlefield because I hadn't up- updated it for ages, mm. and also Star Wars uh, updated mm. as well. Because um, Billy's updated and he was playing, and I'm like, oh, I want to play again, so I've updated and I'm 
because it's servers now. I don't know. There weren't any servers, and now they've like they've got servers happening for Battlefield Battlefront. Oh, Battlefront. Ah, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think that like the the popularity of that game's kind of come back. Yeah, it's I'm weird. just like, what the hell? I was playing it for so long. There was no servers. I gave up, and now there's servers mm. online. The so, Oceana servers. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Go. Um. Mm. So yeah, I might start playing a bit of that again if mm. you want to play it too. Yeah. If you, want, if you haven't uninstalled it. I did uninstall it, yeah. It's too big, man. Uh, I was talking to Billy, actually, because uh, Escape from Tarkov, that yes. game's like gotten he, so popular on Twitch right now. Yeah, he So was, many people are streaming it. He plays it every day. Like, he's been playing it for ages. Mm. And he calls me the other day and he's like, Jill, Tarkov is going crazy on Twitch. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, everyone's just playing it. Yeah, I get it. And he goes, I don't know what's happened. I go, I reckon Stroud, because Stroud has been playing it for a while. Mm. And I reckon because of that. Yeah, so like there's one big streamer who played it. And yeah, and now, everyone's, suit. Yeah. Yeah, now everyone's playing it. Yeah. But there's like a, lo- a lot of local Aussie streamers that are streaming it, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's one that he was telling me that he loves watching. Mm. Yeah, I forgot his name though. Mm. Um, but um, I'll check him out. Yeah. Yeah, th- like the whole escape from tarkov thing it's like the story behind that it's like it's got roots from like the original stalker and like daisy and metro it's like all kind of that european dev kind of stuff it's yeah. like very niche very like uh it's different yeah. yeah it's like kind of hardcore kind of fps rules where it's like one shot can kill you and stuff like that yeah yeah it's yeah. really realistic yeah so like you're pretty much left with nothing and you have to go big Start from the start, unless obviously, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works actually. Yeah, I know you start from the start, and then if I you think if it's you, like permadeath is what. Yeah, if you die, you lose everything. But there's some things that you can keep, but I don't remember what. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Billy did ask me to play one time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe." But like, it's just like those kind of games kind of annoy me because. It is permadeath, so it's like yeah. all the progress is just gone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I kind of – that's why I couldn't get into like DayZ and like yeah. PUBG originally. Um, Apex for me seems a bit better because it's like quick. It's like quick games. And like obviously it's yeah. just like it's part of the game, but there's longer form games that go for like an hour, two hours. Like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> that would just annoy me. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I find it annoying too. Mm. But it's cool just because it's more realistic. Like mm. you don't have the help from – so many like other games you have so much help yeah like you have a map i think it's also like the environment as well it's like you got like radiation to deal with and then you got monsters and stuff that are also like non-player characters that kind of act as enemies so it makes it a bit more tense i guess Mm. yeah Yeah. that that game's scary too Mm. (laughs) i find tarkov scary because you don't know if anyone's there yeah it's just they just pop out of nowhere and you're just like they blend into the background yeah (laughs) yeah all right, well, I think that might be us for this week. I'm not sure how long we've been how talking long, for. How long have we got? We've got 12 more minutes. Yeah. I think we might cut it short there. Yeah. I think I, you don't nothing else to talk about? Uh, not particularly, unless you've got something you want to shout out or talk about. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like this um, podcast was a bit more on a serious note, talking about games. Yeah. Yeah, it's no. just I can give us, yeah. because Sarah's on here, obviously, but gives us a chance to kind of be a bit more freeform. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Sarah. We've gone. Yeah, we've gone rogue. Rogue, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just kind of nice to chat about games looking forward to play, what we've been playing, and, you know, 
The Witcher, obviously, because we're yeah. both big Witcher fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening and watching. Thanks, if you're guys. watching on YouTube, um, we'll be back next week with more regular scheduled content. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah will be back as well to host. So hopefully, she doesn't think my job hosting was too <laughs> terrible. But there we go. Um, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, we really appreciate you watching, listening, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.